Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. That's right. No Jay Binkley, though. No more K-State basketball talk either. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine, and welcome into Bink at Night here on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and all over the world on the Odyssey app. <laughs> Y'all want to talk Purvis Pasco or Will Spradlin or something? No one's with me, by the way. We'll be here until 9 o'clock. So are you. Hit me up on the text line, 913-576-7610. Um, you know, sometimes it feels like you're living in a movie, like you're having a dream or whatever. It feels like you're living in a movie. When I drove to work today, it felt like I was living in a movie, a very particular movie called The Wizard of Oz. You guys remember the scene where it's all black and white and it's all anti-M and tornadoes and Toto and it's kind of weird. And then the color happens and then all the little people and the yellow brick road. But there's that scene when it goes from black and white to color. That's the difference when, because I'm, I'm in, I live in Missouri, but I work in Kansas. That's the difference in the roads today. It's literally black and white versus color. I'm not messing with you. If you haven't made the crossover, if you've only been in Kansas or Missouri, for those that have only been in Missouri today, I'm sorry, y'all. Like, it's not like that everywhere. You can just head a little bit west, right? West side is the best side is what Tupac said. Go out west just a little bit. Go out to Leewood or Johnson County or something. And, man, I'm telling you, you can coast on these roads. But once you hit that state line, yo, holy crap. You might as well be on ice skates. It's worse than that. It's unbelievable, especially the back roads where I live, kind of in the Westport area. And I drive a Toyota Camry. I was trying to get up the hill. You guys know that hill over by Westport where the McDonald's is. So there's McDonald's and then what's the sex store across? Cirilla's, that corner right there, to go up the hill at McDonald's. I literally tried to get up that thing for like 15 minutes earlier today, and then I eventually slid back and reversed it for a block and a half home. But then you get to Kansas, and it's like, oh, man, it's great. Anyway, good to talk to you guys. Good to be back. 913-576-7610 is the phone number. Let's talk some Kansas City Chiefs. I was looking at numbers. Everybody agrees in the offseason the Chiefs need to do specific things, but I think we disagree what those specific things are to the most part. What am I talking about? Some people say you must resign Orlando Brown. Some people say you got to figure out a way to keep Tyrone Matthew in the fold. Some people say you have to go out in the draft and get a wide receiver with your first pick, or you have to go out there and get a wide receiver 
via free agency. That's one of the three or four big names out there. And I say Fooey, and here's why. Is McCole Hardman not the guy for the job? Is McCole Hardman not possibly going to continue taking the steps that he's taken through the first three years and become, quote-unquote, that wide receiver that the Chiefs have been looking for? Because here's the thing. Every time we talk about the Chiefs' wide receiver core, we never talk about Travis Kelsey because technically not a wide receiver. He's a tight end. But he does the same things that a wide receiver does. And the quarterback looks to him like he would look the way of a number one wide receiver. I would actually say that he's the Chiefs' number one threat. So while there's other duos in the NFL that are wide receiver duos, there's not a better one-two threat in the NFL when it comes to pass catchers than the Chiefs have, than they've had the last few years, and that they'll have at least under contract for next year. With Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball to Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill, that kind of triangle, if you will, is the best in the NFL. That being said, we all know that the Chiefs run into problems at times when that gets slowed down. If Patrick Mahomes is off, if the pass rush is coming, if he's inaccurate, if Travis Kelsey, for whatever reason, he's very consistent, isn't having a great game, or Tyree kills hurt, whatever it is, then we've seen that's how the Chiefs can get slowed down, which is why they went out a couple of years ago and got Sammy Watkins, which is why they re-signed a couple of years ago multiple times Demarcus Robinson. They've tried to kind of find that guy, and it's also why they drafted McCole Hartman. I think the consensus, feel free to call me or hit me up on the text line, 913-576-7610, is that Hardman can't be that guy that we've seen enough of him and that he's a gadget player at best, that he's probably going to play out his contract and then end up somewhere else. I look at it kind of different. The guy last year had 60 catches, 700 yards. Not bad numbers if you're calling him a number three threat on a really good offense. Now, here's the problem. Only got in the end zone a couple of times, and in his career, only has 12 touchdowns through the first three games. But that's it. If that guy can find his way across the goal line just a couple of more times, then to me, he's exactly what the Chiefs have been looking for. They don't have to spend any of their excess money on a wide receiver. And then you go out there on the defensive side of the ball and you reload. You completely reload. Chris Jones stays and basically, eh, obviously a couple of the young guys, Nick Bolton and those guys, but the big contracts and the free agents, the only one that I'm all that concerned about sticking around for the next handful of years, Chris Jones, Nick Bolton, Ajarius <sighs> Sneed. If, the, if it's a revolving door besides that for the next few years starting this offseason, I'm perfectly fine with that. In the case of Charvarius Ward, that's one of those, if it works out on both sides, great. If somebody else decides to overpay him or give him a year too long on the contract, then the Chiefs shouldn't mess with that. That's the type of player he is to me. Kind of a luxury, but not a need. Darrell Williams is a free agent. In fact, him and McKinnon are free agents. So I hope that y'all are ready for a hot and heavy dose of Clyde Edwards-Alaire because you're about to get it. There's a reason why the Chiefs drafted this guy a few years ago. And yeah, through the first couple of seasons, he's been underwhelming and out the backfield. He probably hasn't been what you expected Unless something very unexpected happens this offseason where the Chiefs sign a running back and somehow surpass him, they're not going to get one in the draft, not high up in the draft. That's for damn sure. Then that's the dude next year. So uh, we'll see what happens with those free agent running backs in the case of Darrell Williams and McKinnon. Demarcus Robinson, I think that ship has sailed. I think he's probably gone. Funny enough, 
of all the different guys, and we'll get to Tyron Matthew here in just a second, Orlando Brown, Melvin Ingram might be the one that, to me, you need the most. I understand that you got him for pennies on the dollar. I think the Chiefs paid that guy $650,000 this year and traded a six-round draft pick for him. I mean, if you want to talk about an afterthought, now let's talk about production. When that guy was on the field, the Chiefs defense, the Chiefs pass rush looked different. Honestly, when he was on the field, let's just say the playoffs in the last couple of games of the regular season, how many guys on the Chiefs provided a better on-field pass rush? Not in theory, not in contract like Frank Clark. I'm talking about for real, like what you actually saw the last, you know, third of the season. Melvin Ingram might have been your best pass rusher if we're just calling it like we see it. So they might need to re-sign him, especially if it can be on the cheap. When it comes to Orlando Brown Jr. at Tyron Matthew, what if it came down to one or the other? What if all you knew is that the Chiefs are going to give somebody the bag and it's either going to be the left tackle, Orlando Brown, still young, still in his prime, definitely as the season went along, got better and more comfortable, and the line got pretty good as a whole, or you pay Tyron Matthew the same amount, if not a little bit more money. Because at this point, and I know that we've said it ad nauseum on this radio station, once the Chiefs decided to pay Patrick Mahomes half a billion dollars, you knew that it was going to get thin in other places. And Brett Veach deserves a lot of credit for being able to load this team up for the last few years and going forward, put them in a pretty good position where even though they've got the highest contract in the history of the NFL that they're going to have to deal with for the next decade. It's not like there's a bunch of scrubs around. It's not like the cupboard is completely bare. So let's pat him on the back just a little bit. That being said, there's not a ton of money this offseason to spend, which is why a guy like Melvin Ingram sounds kind of tasty to me. In the case of Orlando Brown or Tyron Matthew, if it comes down to one or the other, I think it's pretty obvious, and it's not the guy that wears the Super Bowl ring. It's not the guy that I think is going to end up in the Hall of Fame. I think you got to let Tyron Matthew walk. And it's tough to say because when it comes to impact that he had on this football team, I genuinely believe they don't win a Super Bowl if they don't make the move for Tyron Matthew. But sometimes you got to make the move to say bye-bye. You know, in football or in any relationship, it's a skill knowing when to break up. It really is like knowing when it's time, knowing when whatever the relationship has ran its course, when you've already got the best of it. I'm sure that everybody out there listening at some point has had a girlfriend or had a boyfriend and you're just hanging on, you know, for whatever reason it's convenient or, you know, they're still good in bed. Whatever your reasons are, it's fine. It's not my business. Speaking of good in bed, bluechew.com. One more time. That's bluechew.com. But then you also have to know when to break up. Once things are getting bad, don't hang on. And I'm not saying things are bad. It just doesn't seem more the best days of Tyron Matthew in a Chiefs uniform are behind, and somebody's going to pay him. Is that going to be the Chiefs, or should they get that money to Orlando Brown? To me, if you can get that guy locked up for the next few years, and then think about the offensive line that you would have in place, right? you got him and Tooney, then you got the two first-round draft picks in place. I mean, that might all of a sudden become the overriding strength of your football team the next couple of years. I ain't saying it's the Will Shields, Willie Rofe. Oh, what I do this? John Tate, Brian Waters. You going to help me out here, Nolan? Who am I missing? Um, I feel like I'm missing an obvious one. Tate, Rofe, Waters. Damn it. Anyway, I'm not saying it's that offensive line, but it's a pretty good one. Text me who I'm missing. I'm sorry. I know it's an obvious one. 913-576. 
Coming up next, I think that the contract for Frank Clark, as the years have gone on, looks worse and worse. But when it comes to Chiefs' all-time contracts, there are four that come to mind that have been even worse than this one. Tell me if you agree. The five worst contracts the Chiefs have ever gave out coming up next right here on Bank at Night, 610 Sports Radio. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Nolan, I feel like you, you want me to lose money. He asked me if I, <laughs> I'm not saying I did or didn't, if I put down money on the NBA celebrity game. Do you even know who's in it? From what I can see, they've got like I Machine Gun, here. they yeah, have MGK. Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, MGK's in there. Uh, Tiffany Haddish is in it. I don't know if you said her name right, but close enough, yeah. Haddish. Is it um, Haddish? Yeah, Nyjah Nija Houston, Olympian, apparently. Um, it's mostly Cleveland natives oh, yeah, and MGK. celebrities. That, so. that makes sense. Um, is Drew Carey playing in the game? Let's see who else is in this. Uh, Miles Garrett? Is that right? Why would he be playing in this game? I, I wouldn't let my players do that. Okay, yeah, I guess he is. Jack Harlow. Jack Harlow, the rapper, is in this game. Um, I'm only telling you the people that I've heard of because I'm looking up and down this list. And, bro, I wouldn't know these people if they walked in here with their jersey on and shook my hand. Quavo. I know Quavo from Migos, and he's like the – Six-time reigning MVP. He can hoop. So, anyway, apparently that's on. No, I did not get my bet in. Who the hell are these people? Derricka Hamby. Oh, that's a 
female basketball player. I can't believe I don't know who she is. Uh, Noah Carlock, Matt James. Oh, of course, he's the bachelor. All right. We move on. Good to talk to you. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine, and for Bink at Night, 913-576-7610 is the phone number. Casey Wigman. That's who I missed on that offensive line. Casey Wigman. For those that said Will Shields, I said Will Shields. I just said it quick. I said Willie Rofe and Will Shields. But anyway, glad we got that figured out. Anyway, speaking of the Chiefs, when it comes to contracts, I was hosting this show a couple of nights ago, and me and Grant got into a very spirited debate that sparked a lot of phone calls, which if you guys want to, feel free to call in again and tell me what you think about the Frank Clark contract in hindsight. Because we don't know exactly what's going to happen with him. Maybe the Chiefs make another dumb move and say, look, we gotta, he's got to be on the team, so we're going to pay him what he wants. I mean, that's what they did the first time a few years ago. Wouldn't be unheard of. Maybe he takes a pay cut. Maybe he goes, whatever, whatever it ends up being, let's just look at the last three years since he's been here. And in hindsight, let's be honest with ourselves. And you have to have a better reason than, well, we won the Super Bowl ring, so it was worth it. Was it worth it is my question with Frank Clark. Because to me, it's got to be one of the five worst contracts the Kansas City Chiefs have ever gave out. And here's my thinking. Yes, they won the Super Bowl. But they also spent $20 million bucks a year. He was also often injured. Bit of a pain in the ass off the field. You guys know what I'm talking about. I don't need to break it down. And didn't put up huge numbers, wasn't really dominant, and you gave him 20 million bucks. And did I say you gave up a first-round draft pick? That's a lot. Which means that you could have got something else for all that stuff. So for all the people that want to say, well, you won a Super Bowl, yeah, you probably would have won a Super Bowl had you made other moves than Frank Clark. So to me, that's pretty short-sighted. Five years, $104 million. I'm going to give you... The five worst contracts the Chiefs have ever gave out. To me, that's number five. We're going to work our way all the way up to number one. But before we do, these are the actual numbers. I get it. NFL contracts aren't guaranteed. They're often front-loaded and guaranteed signing bonuses. These are what the general managers decided to pay these guys at one point. Frank Clark, five years, $104 million. Sammy Watkins. <laughs> back, back in, it's, this is the crazy thing. That was, all, that was back in 2018. 2018 seems like it was yesterday. Three years, $48 million. In my opinion, probably the fourth worst contract the Chiefs ever handed out. At least since I've been watching Chiefs football. In 2015, Justin Houston became the $100 million man. And I love Justin Houston, but and part of it wasn't his fault because he got hurt a lot. But it wasn't a good deal. Again, this is just in hindsight. That's what we do, right? As fans, as radio hosts, we look back a few years later and go, damn, they got a great break on that guy. They barely paid for him. Or we say that sucked. They overpaid for him. Six years, $101 million for Justin Houston. The second worst contract Chiefs ever gave out, in my opinion. This one hurts a little bit to say. I'm just calling it like I see it. Eric Berry. Six years, $78 million. You never want to pay a guy for what he's already done or for what he's been through. You want to pay a guy for what you think he's about to do. And the Chiefs gave that contract out in 2017, a six-year contract. So in theory, Eric Berry, if he would have played out the contract, would still be on the team now and next year. Think about that. Somebody thought it was a good idea to give Eric Berry a deal that technically didn't end, not this season, but at the end of next year. Six for 78. And I think we'd all agree that while he had an incredible stretch in one season, paying Dwayne Bowe back in 2013, five years and $56 million, probably not 
Probably not a great move. Let's go out to the phone lines. Ryan is an independent. Ryan is on 610 Sports Radio. What's up, man? Hey, Machine. Yo. I uh, I was just thinking uh, Frank Clark, uh, other than Sammy Watkins, has got to be the biggest mistake that uh, Brett Beach has made in uh, giving out money oh, uh, yeah. during his tenure. Yeah, I would say that it's been the biggest mistake that he's made, maybe except for, well, if we're just talking about giving out money, yeah. If we're talking about overall, what's the biggest thing? Everybody always comes back to the um, McCall Hardman, right? Like, oh, they, they drafted McCall Hardman when that DK Metcalf was still on the board. And again, if we're playing this game, in hindsight, that's fair. That's what we do. You look at the guy's stats. You look at one guy as an all-pro. You look at one guy as a beast. Then you look at another guy as... Maybe a okay number three or two wide receiver. Obviously, in hindsight, DK Metcalf would have been. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? DK Metcalf on one side, Tyree Kill on the other side, and Travis Kelsey in the slot with Patrick Mahomes throwing the football. Word. But that that isn't the case. You could also talk about the misstep if the Chiefs were going to draft a quarterback. Or I'm sorry, a running back. And they had their pick of the litter, remember, just a couple of years ago. Took the first running off back off the board. It was either going to be DeAndre Swift, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, or this dude that's turned out to be pretty good at running the football named Jonathan Taylor. So if we want to just say, oh, he shouldn't have gave this guy that money, obviously it's Frank Clark. Well, maybe obviously. Sammy Watkins kind of questionable too. They're the same guy. One plays offense, one plays defense, whatever. But yeah, I that, Jonathan Taylor would have been a pretty nice. Look, I'm not asking for Brett Veach to be perfect. Overall, I think we can look back at Brett Veach's tenure, and if you're giving out a letter grade, he gets a, a solid B, a very solid B. I don't know that he gets an A because I would have figured that this team would have won multiple Super Bowls at this point. But then again, you have to give him credit because he's a large reason why I can make that statement. He definitely is better than a C because a C is average. I think he's like a B plus. 913-576-7610 is the phone number. I was going down the YouTube wormhole yesterday, and you kind of know what you're into. What more like, you know, something will pop up that piques your interest. And I see this video come up that says, who had the best three-year prime of any offensive player in the history of the NFL? So it said, Said who had the best three? Because three years, I think, is for an NFL career. Remember, an average running back in the NFL, once you get drafted, this for a drafted running back, only lasts 2.6 years. So the question was asked in this video, what NFL player had the best three-year prime? I think the answer is going to surprise you guys. Should I tease you and make you wait till after the commercial? Should I tell you right now? I'll tell you right now. Priest Holmes. Priest Holmes is who the video is about. According to the dude that made this video, and it had like 700,000 views, so it had to be legit. It was on the internet, so it had to be true. The offensive player that had the best three-year prime of any player ever was Priest Holmes. And the reason that it kind of came off a little bit weird to me is because I'm a Chiefs fan. So I saw Larry Johnson come a couple of years later. I was like, dang, he was pretty good, too. And I saw this cat called Jamal Charles, and he was pretty good, too. So maybe, Priest, we underrate him a little bit in Kansas City because, damn, we've been really spoiled with running backs. And then I looked at the numbers. Check this out, guys. Check this out. And I'm going to come out to your phone calls here in just a second, so stay on the line. 
over four seasons, over a four-year stretch where he only averaged 13 games per year because of injury. Priest Holmes had 75 touchdowns, guys. (laughs) He had 75 touchdowns over four seasons where he only averaged 13 games a year. Probably the best fantasy football player of all time. Over a three-year stretch, he had 61 touchdowns. Absolute beast. And then, of course, in 02 and 03, 24 combined touchdowns and then 27 the next year. Now that I say it out loud, I know you can't get into the Hall of Fame just for having three great years, but of all the offensive players that ever played football in the history of the National Football League, shouldn't you at least have the conversation if we can, if, if anybody out there agrees? I mean, I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but I know sports a little bit. I agree with that statement after looking at the stats. We'll get back into the current day, Chiefs, on the other side. Matt, Scott, I'm coming out to you. I got a line free on the other side. It's Bink at Night right here on 610 Sports Radio. This is Bink at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Good Friday evening, Kansas City. Welcome back into Bink at Night. Bink is out tonight. I'm in. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. Good to talk to you guys and gals. 913-576-7610 is the phone number. I was talking about Priest Holmes' three, actually it's called four-year stretch. So between the 01, 02, 03, 04 seasons, 75 touchdowns total. Only average 13 games per year. Just incredible. 61 touchdowns in a three-year stretch. Somebody... Texted in from the 417, what about Lawrence, uh, not Lawrence Taylor, um, LaDainian Tomlinson or Marshall Falk? Eh, give me some numbers to back it up. I know those guys had unbelievable three-year stretches. Maybe you're right. I bet you're wrong. Let's go out to the phone lines. Let's go out to Raymore. Scott, you're on 610 Sports Radio. Scott, do you ever go to the uh, Texas Roadhouse out there in Raymore? Uh, the one in Belton, yeah, yes, yeah, the one in Belton. I love that place. One of the best steaks, and I think I, the people are going to laugh at me for saying this. I think that they got one of the best steaks in town. The only one I like better is Jess and Jim's. I love me a good Jess and Jim steak out there in uh, Martin City. What's on your mind, yeah. Scott? All right, so uh, back to the priest home thing. You're correct, a hundred percent on that. <laughs> uh, like a hundred percent correct on that. Uh, I've got a, just a random question. So if Peyton left the Saints, because there's $70 million over salary cap, right? Yeah. That's the rumor. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do we have so many big contracts they don't have? What do you mean? How, how do we have – so? like, how do the Chiefs afford all the big names that they have? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, so what I'm wondering is it's going to hurt us. Like, the Patriots are still paying uh, Brady – because they backloaded that. I understand your question now. Yeah. Okay, so here's so here's kind of how it works. A lot of these contracts, and I appreciate the call, a lot of these contracts are the money is up front, right, with the signing bonus. That works out well better for the team, so it doesn't actually go against the contract, and then it works out better for the player because just like any of us, we'd rather have the money up front, like a, a nice little check. They're not guaranteed contracts like they are in baseball. In baseball, it's crazy. If you tell somebody that they're going to get 13 years and $400 million and they hit 210 every year or they don't play at all or they're hurt or whatever it is, as long as they're alive, you're on the hook for that contract. 
That's why I'm so blown away that guys still get these 10, 12, 15-year deals in baseball. In the NFL, let's just use Frank Clark for this example. When you say it's a five-year, $101 million contract, and it's whatever he got up front, I don't remember what the exact signing bonus was, once it comes down to after you know a certain time right now, at the time we're at right now, the Chiefs have an option, which is they can essentially cut Frank Clark, but if they do, there's dead money. So there is some money out there that they still have against the salary cap. It wouldn't be the full $20 million. I think it's like 11 or 12 I should know, whatever it is. It'd be a chunk so that's why the name of the game is to see if you can talk him into taking less money. Same thing they did for Sammy Watkins. So it doesn't hurt you quite as much, and so you're not paying a guy just to walk away. I would do that in the case of Frank Clark. Even if Frank Clark renegotiated and said, I'll play for $7 bucks or $5 bucks or $3 bucks," he's only worth $2 bucks. Honestly. I know that's one-tenth of what he got last year, so he's not going to take that deal. But he had 22 tackles last year. He missed a couple of games, and he had four and a half sacks. Do the research because I'm talking on the radio right now, so I can't do it. I bet there's 100 players in the league last year that had 22 tackles, and there's probably 50 players that had four and a half sacks. That's nothing. It's not even average. Not to mention, he's a top 10 paid defensive player in the league. Let's go back out to the phone lines. Matt. Matt's in Lee Summit. Now he's on 610. What's up, Matt? Hey, so just two... Quick comments. Yes. You said give you one other reason that we won the Super Bowl that Frank Clark was worth it. Isn't he like number seven all time postseason sack? Yeah, yeah, he he is, and that's a that's a nice number, although let's just call it what it is. He's gotten a lot of opportunities because he's been in the right situation. I don't think that he's been a main reason why his teams have made deep playoff runs and put him on the field. So to me, he's been a benefactor, like kind of like um you know, like a Robert Ory type situation where, you know, he, he's got all the different rings and he was a great player. Steve Kerr's probably a better example, more of like a bench player. He's got all the rings and he's in the right place at the right time and he's going to have all these three-point playoff records, but it doesn't mean he's one of the best NBA players of all time or anything. So, yeah, oh, I do know I, that number I exists. I just, I just don't that. believe into it. Go ahead. I 100% agree with that because, like, last year was abysmal for him. But when we got him, he was hot. He played good for us when it counted. That was my only counter argument. And my second point, the worst contract the Chiefs have ever given was Elvis Gerbach over Steve Bono. Thanks. I'll listen off the air. Hey, thanks for calling, brother. I appreciate it. Nine one three five seven six seven six ten leaves the line free. Bink at night, Nolan Brooks, sports machine, here until 9 o'clock. The problem with Elvis Gerbach, to me, wasn't the contract. The problem was, ultimately, Marty's decision of playing him over Rich Gannon. And a lot of times when you bring on an athlete, even if you know him to some extent, like with Rich Gannon, for example, that's the reason I bring this up. See, that I used to talk to him every single week, and he was real cordial with us. He's one of those guys that before he came on, like he'd shoot the breeze with us for a couple of minutes and ask us about the family. We'd go back and forth and all that. So we knew Rich a little bit. I would love to rile him up and ask him about that situation, even though it personally pains me. Because to me, the Chiefs, that team, if you want to go all the way back to that Gannon-Gerbach situation, I want to say that team went 13-3, and was the number one seed, had home field advantage throughout Arrowhead. They probably ultimately, if they have Rich Gannon, start instead of Gerbach, win that game, go through the playoffs, win the Super Bowl, and then probably re-sign Rich Gannon. So remember, he won the MVP the next year with the Raiders. Didn't take a long time. So it could have changed Everything, but 
let's not cry over spilled milk. I mean, we do have this guy named Patrick Mahomes, and it's pretty good now. It wasn't a good contract. I agree with that. It was not a good contract. Um, let's go back out to the phone lines. Clinton, you're on 610. What's up, Clinton? Hey, what's up, man? i got a quick question. So, yeah, out of our defensive free agents, who would you most like to see us resign? You know, Ward, Ingram, Matt yeah. Union. And, you know, what's realistic for us? Yeah, good question, man. I appreciate the phone call. Uh, honestly, Melvin Ingram. <laughs> I think it's Melvin Ingram. And I think that's the one that's probably the easiest to pull off, right? Like, for a guy that was in a situation he didn't want to be in to come into Kansas City in a good locker room. Last year they gave him less than a million bucks. He'd probably sign two years, three million bucks, incentive-laden. You know, he can make upwards of five or six, something like that. And I'm all about impact, bro. Now that I'm getting older in my life, I, I, lip service sucks. Fluff, and, and we live in a world full of it, right? Just a bunch of crap, billboards, and, like, I, give me production, what do you actually do? And most importantly, how much do you help your team win? That's my problem with some athletes. Like, uh, people think that I've got something against Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper's a good individual player. Is he the best? Does he worth the most money? I think he's got the second highest play. No. Hell no. I know he's coming off an MVP. I think he is. But has he won? Am I missing something? What's that game? What's that hit? What's that home run? What's that robbed home run? What's that playoff series? What's that World Series? When I remember, he went to a different team, and then that team won the World Series right after he left. That's all I'm saying. So what's your actual impact? I would say that Melvin Ingram's actual impact for the defense, because both guys, Melvin Ingram, Frank Clark, they're here to pass rush. Yeah, if you clog the middle, yeah, if you get a tackle here, they're cool. But you need to be on the field, and you need to bring down the quarterback once you get to him. I'm asking this as a serious question. Who was better at that? The guy that got paid $20 million or the guy that got paid $690,000? So to answer the question in a long-winded roundabout way, I'd let Frank Clark walk. I'd unfortunately say thanks, but bye-bye to Tyron Matthew. Charvarius Ward's an interesting one. You kind of need to play the field there. You kind of need to... Play the field. See if there's any feelers out there. To me, that could end up very Demarcus Robinson-like, where he puts himself out there, and then there's not a lot of offers that come in and realizes, I sh- maybe I should just stay in Kansas City, where I'm comfortable and have a chance to win the Super Bowl, and I could probably make as much, if not more money, than anywhere else. So one year for Ward, market rate, I'd be fine with that. Funny enough, I'm not going to cry if they lose all these guys. If you tell me next year on the defensive side, that they don't have Frank Clark or they don't have Tyron Matthew or they don't have Melvin Ingram or Traverius Ward. I don't know who they are going to have, but I ain't going to cry. Let's go out to David in Lathrop. What's up, David? What's going on? What's up, man? So my question for you is I'm actually a Broncos fan. Okay. But uh, what do you think about Vaughn Miller to the Chiefs this offseason as a free agent? I think it sounds good in theory, but I also think that – and just because he said it doesn't mean that it's going to happen, said that he is going to return to the Rams. And the thing about Vaughn Miller is he's been in the league for so long that it's all about the ring. I ultimately think that he's got enough money in the bank and he's already going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer and he's got all these different things that he's just chasing rings. He's chasing all-time greatness at this point. 
So if the Chiefs were to offer him a deal, I don't think they're going to, but for the sake of conversation, a deal that was equal to the Rams, I think you just go back to the Rams, right? Like, why would he switch teams? Now, if the Chiefs somehow decide to break the bank and say, we'll give you a two-year deal for this, I, I don't know if that's worth it at this point in his career. So it sounds good, but if you're going to get a veteran, I think it's going to be, unfortunately, more like a Melvin Ingram-type player than it is a Von Miller. Pink at night here on 610 Sports Radio. Um, For some reason, Nolan is very invested into this celebrity game, giving me updates. Apparently, Miles Garrett just, who, who do you swat? MGK? No, Quavo. Quavo. He swatted Quavo's layup into the seventh row. Quavo, which made me think that when it comes to the NBA All-Star game, if it just came to movie basketball players, who would be my starting five? I got a starting five for you, and I got their backups. Coming up next, right here. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Friday night in Kansas City with my boy Nolan. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. I'm watching the uh, the Winter Olympics last night with my future brother-in-law, Greg, and we're kind of getting into it. He asked me if I wanted to join the curling team and try it out and Lee Summit, and I was like, yeah, but not with you. And then we start going back and forth on if we were to be a two-man bobsled, who would be in front and who would be in back. You know, it was just a boys' conversation. Then we got into serious stuff like, Greg says that the best winter sports movie of all time is Cool Runnings. And, you know, Jamaica's got a bobsled team, John Candy, the scene in the bathtub. I saw that in the theaters multiple times. Great movie. Great movie. But then I countered with Mighty Ducks. I'm right, right? 913-576-7610. If those are your two choices, if you can only watch Mighty Ducks or if you can only watch Cool Runnings, Mighty Ducks is the right answer. Now, Mighty Ducks gets a little bit of leeway here because it was so good, such a classic, that they had to make Mighty Ducks 2 and Mighty Ducks 3. I'll admit, 
I've probably seen Mighty Ducks 3. I don't remember it. Do you remember it, Nolan? One was obviously Charlie Conway, the Triple Deke, Emilio Estevez, what's his name, Gordon Bombay. I remember one and two, two way was, more than three. But you've seen three? Yeah, I think but I've I barely three. remember three. I don't remember it. Two was when they played Iceland, right? And that was the same one where they all got together from all over the place. They had the scene where they all meet up and they're all from different places all over the country. Or was that three? No, that was two. Anyway, Mighty Ducks is better than Cool Runnings. 913-576-7610. Oh, if you've got some beats over there while we're talking about movies, give it to me right now, Nolan, because you're infatuated with this NBA celebrity game. Speaking of celebrities and hooping and movies, here's my starting five. Starting point guard, Sidney Dean. It ain't no thing but a chicken wing on a string. Dude could ball and dish. My shooting guard, Jesus Shuttlesworth. I ain't gonna lie, looking back on that, Ray Allen, he did a pretty good job in that movie. He was probably like 16 years old. My wingman, Jackie Moon. My power forward, Saleh. What was that movie called? The Air Up There? Is that movie he's from? Or is he above the rim? I just remember Saleh. And then my center is Neon Bedro. Everybody knows that from Blue Chips. Um, coming off the bench, Jimmy Chipwood, just in case I need somebody to knock down a free throw. Bring that dude in. Uh, oh, Calvin Cambridge. He had handles. Can animals be on my team? Because I'm really thinking about getting Air Bud. And I'm also thinking about getting Teen Wolf. <laughs> that was my favorite scene of any movie growing up. Eh. I like the scene in Romeo and Juliet when they showed the nipple. I'm not going to lie. That was pretty good, too. But in Teen Wolf. <laughs> but in Teen Wolf, when he uh, turned into a, a wolf and slam dunk, that always got me real excited. And I got to have Billy Hoyle on the team, too. All right, cut the music. Let's get back into speaking. Speaking of basketball, speaking of basketball and football, we got a couple of minutes left. It's Michael Jordan's birthday, or it was yesterday, or the day before. Anyway, Michael Jordan's now 59 years old. Happy birthday to Michael Jordan. When you think of the American goat, when you think of the American goat, right? The greatest of all time in any sport. Who do you think of? Now, if your answer is Tiger Woods, Tiger Tiger Woods, y'all, or if it's who's the best American tennis player of all time, like Pete Sampras, maybe. I don't know. Whoever it is, I'm talking about team sports. And team sports, who's the best? If your answer is Wayne Gretzky, he's Canadian. So that doesn't work. Well, North American. I'm talking about United States athletes. It comes down to two, right? It's either Brady or it's Jordan. But when I say that, Who comes to mind first? Is it Brady or is it Jordan? Who's better? Who had the better career? I think we need to judge it this way. How many championships did they win? Because that's what it comes down to, right? It's not how many times did you go deep or how many playoff games did you win. It's how many championships did you win. In the case of Michael Jordan, he wears six rings. In the case of Tom Brady, he's got seven. Unfortunately, that last one coming at the expense of the Kansas City Chiefs. I think the best way to judge it is who's had the easier path, right? Like when you look at the rest of the landscape at the time that the guys played, who is it more difficult to beat? And who had better teammates? I think the American GOAT 
is actually Tom Brady. You guys disagree? I'm going Brady over Jordan. I can't believe that I'm saying this. It feels a little disgusting. I need to go home and take a real nice hot shower. But I think it's Brady. Look, they played relatively the amount, like same amount of time, was like two or three uh, years difference. Brady at the very end, the very end, led the league in passing, led the league in touchdowns, and had his team almost in position to go back and win another Super Bowl. Remember that. So at the beginning when you saw Tom Brady, it was all, who's this guy? What's his name? Peter Brady taking over for Drew Bledsoe. And we all know the story. So he was winning right away, and he was winning at the very end. And in between, man, he had a hell of a career too. I don't know if you can hold this against Jordan, but at the beginning, he was great, but his teams weren't. At the end, he was pretty good still, but his teams weren't. In the case of Tom Brady, that dude might have had the longest prime of any athlete ever. By the way, I don't think you can just poo-poo that he won one more championship. I mean, we're talking about Patrick Mahomes having a chance to be the greatest of all time. He's got one. One. There are a lot of all-time greats that won one championship in their career. A lot of them. And he won one more than he did. So I know it sounds like all one just got seven, one got six. That's a big difference. Nine one three five seven six seven six ten. But I think it comes down to those two. I would go Brady one, and I think that I would go Jordan two. I would also say that right now, right now, as I'm talking into this microphone, you can make an argument that Jordan can look in his rearview mirror and LeBron's not that far away. Right? Like some people, Carrington thinks LeBron's better than him already. That argument has been made. I don't agree with it, but it has been made. In the case of Tom Brady, if he looks in his rearview mirror, who's he looking at? Patrick Mahomes? I love me some Patrick Mahomes, but he's pretty far back there right now. He's got one. Does anybody? Does the biggest cheese fan out there, which might be me, think that this guy's going to win six more rings? I mean, we saw this year. You can have the most talented team with it being a touchdown favorite against a young quarterback at the crib. And nothing's guaranteed. Think about the Chiefs have hosted the AFC Championship game four years in a row. They've only won that game twice. Nine one three five seven. Is one hour already done? You kidding me? Nine one three five seven six seven six ten. Um, guess what I got for you guys on the other side? A Levine's list. That's right, a Levine's list coming up at the top of the seven o'clock hour. Because The Undertaker is the newest member of the WWE Hall of Fame. But is he the most entertaining wrestler of all time? We'll break it down next right here. Bink at Night, 610 Sports Radio. This is Bink at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.